welcome into the Best Coast Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Brandon. I'm here with the Worth Brothers, Josh and Jordan. What's up, y'all? Week one in the book. Hey, everybody. We're so excited to be here. All right. So how'd your guys' uh, all your fantasy teams end up for uh, week one? That's a humble brag oh. because I got to win one. <laughs> I, I won one. I won, I won a couple of leagues, but I lost in a couple that I cared about. So yeah, I won, well, I won two, but yeah, I was five and zero, oh, but now it only counts as four and zero oh because we're not in a league anymore. So right, that's uh, right. One of those losses doesn't count, so I only lost yeah. in one league. One of my <laughs> yeah. losses doesn't count, so it's disappointing. Anyways, uh, you, you only lost in one <laughs> league. Which league was that? Uh, you know what? <laughs> we'll move on to the news. I think. No. <laughs> The Monday night game is the only reason why I did win week one against you, and it was quite painful as well as like... If your Broncos weren't so trash, I would have won against you and won in all of my leagues, actually. If they would (laughs) have went for that first down and kicked a real field goal, you would have beat me. So um, I am pained by that, but... um, So Monday night, Seahawks pulled That was a real field goal, just so you know. That counted, and they did lose. I know, I know. Thank you. Um, Seahawks 17, Broncos 16. Um, you know, Seahawks came out to play, though, I got to say. I mean, that was a fun game to watch. They were, the stadium was loud as heck. It gave Denver all sorts of problems. Uh, you know, it just, it, they were ready. I mean, the first half, they threw all over Denver. I mean, Denver really, obviously, their defense got a lot better in the second half. Our offense just, didn't we couldn't execute in the 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 red zone um yeah i think you got to give some credit to the 12th man they showed up to uh spit in russell's face for some reason like he didn't win them a championship so yeah i i don't agree with how i mean i understand booing him during the game but like sure oh, for sure you know before the game during warm-ups all that stuff that just doesn't make sense to me he gave them 10 years of amazing they you came know, for war, man they did but I, wasn't, real. I didn't see it. Seattle. I was leaving work trying to get here to watch the game and record our podcast. So <laughs> I, I didn't see any of the pregame action, but you know, it was loud. It was very loud, but um, you know, a big one, I think Geno Smith actually didn't look terrible. Um, what were your kind of takeaways on Geno? How did you, how did you feel about that one? He looked better than a lot of quarterbacks this week. Uh, yeah. I mean, his quote was hilarious. Like a lot of people wrote me off, but I didn't write him back. Yeah. <laughs> like it was like perfectly executed in that interview. Um, you know, he was 23 for 28, 197 yards and two touchdowns. I mean, not terrible. I mean, if I have him in one of my best ball leagues, cause he was like one of the last picks that I took and believe it or not, he actually was one of the quarterbacks that was used in my best ball leagues. Cause I nice. also had Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Oh, oh man, so, yeah. Oh, yeah, we'll get so, to that. Yeah, yeah. We will and get he to also that. had six carries, so it, uh, he could potentially be a streaming option outside of two quarterback leagues. I'm not super interested for fantasy, but like he right. could he could potentially be a bye week fill in. He had he six rushes going. too and looked pretty good running the ball. <laughs> Other than he fumbled. Oh right. Yeah. I don't know yeah. if that was on a carry or on a drop back. I, again, we were recording, so I didn't get to see every single thing that happened, but. Yeah, me either. I did watch uh, Rash- the replays and stuff, but I don't remember it. Yeah. 
Uh, Rashad Penny had 12 carries and three targets. And I do have to say, Rashad Penny looked really good out there. Like he looked like a great NFL running back. I mean, when he when he could get through that initial, you know, line, like their offensive line isn't the greatest, but when he could get through, his burst was was great. And I thought he was running the ball really well. Uh, what did you guys think of Penny? Did you guys go back and watch any of of him running or what he looked like? It wasn't bad. I mean, the, just the whole thing for the Seahawks was, I think, better than a lot of people thought it would be. I'm going to give them credit for winning that game. Um, <laughs> really, the downside there was that Metcalf and Lockett weren't great. Uh, the touchdowns went only to tight ends. Um, there was only two of them. They both went to different tight ends. Will Disley scored a touchdown. I love that guy. Uh, <laughs> so... Just- he gets it done. He gets it done. He Metcalf, does. yeah, it's seven. He was seven for seven for thirty-six yards. If you would have told me that he was seven for seven <laughs> and only had thirty-six yards, I would. I would say there's no way. I mean, honestly, uh, Sertan did a, a great job on him. Uh, you know, yeah, he gave up seven receptions, but to only That's, give up thirty-six yards is pretty yeah. dang good. I'll That's take that any day for Metcalf. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, and Lockett was quiet. I mean, there wasn't much there. Is is Lockett somebody you guys would consider a drop candidate? Or he wasn't somebody I was drafting. If he was on the waiver, now, I would probably pick him up. You would. Okay. So he's not somebody you would drop for if he's still out there. Um Curtis Samuel. Would you rather Lockett so. or Curtis Samuel? Okay. I've seen uh, I've seen more that I like out of Lockett. He's had more time on the field to show that he's capable of producing fantasy points. I'd probably take Lockett. Yeah, that's one of those like don't overreact to week one things yeah. where it's like we still like we still don't know what this Seattle offense is going to be. That could maybe be the best game they have all year, but that doesn't mean that the fan that like the wide receivers will be completely fantasy irrelevant all year. Because so. it was a very close game as well. So like. You know, they didn't have to air it out a bunch either. So like that's that's kind of where I'm at with that, too. You know, I think that game played different because of one, what game it was, Russ returning, all that stuff. It was loud. Mm -hmm. The emotions. I mean, season opener. It was uh, Seattle Super Bowl. So uh, (laughs) (laughs) I got to get my digs in all I can. Um and they won you know, it. <laughs> I, yeah. yeah, they did. I it give was... them all the credit. I, I, I have nothing bad to say. They, they had a great game plan and they executed it. And yep. I mean, we Gina Smith shot pretty good those balls. So. Denver definitely shot themselves in the foot. I mean, uh, Melvin Gordon had a fumble at the goal line. Javante had a fumble at the goal line, and that they, you know, that was to do with <laughs> the sound in the stadium, though. I mean, it really was. They, they set yeah, up for the, the game a, too. You that know, generally off of a miffed handoff or something. Yeah, I mean they they uh, changed the play at the the line, and the O line didn't hear like all the O line didn't hear it, and they were supposed to go one way. They went the other way, you know, on the Javante one. He ran into the back of him and then ended up fumbling the ball. So, you know that that's the twelfth man right there that played a big role in that. So, um, speaking of the the backfield for Denver, um, Gordon did lead the backfield in carries, but Javante had. 11 receptions on 12 targets. 
Are they both still like, do you think this is going to shift a little bit to where Javante starts getting a little bit more carries based on how much they utilized him later on? Or what do you, are, are they both still startable options for you? If I were the head coach of the Denver Broncos, it would be the Javante Williams show. Not that Melvin Gordon has really lost it, but I would just use him as a change of pace back. And, you know, Javante Williams looked incredible. He can just gobble up yardage all day. Dude, they would give him the ball and he'd be like five yards behind the line, almost getting tackled and somehow get, you know, six yards positive. It's just like, you know, screen passes were working great. To Gordon, too, though, he had a pretty good yards per carry, if I'm not mistaken. So, yeah, I I thought both both of them, I thought it was a good one, too. I mean, it's a fantastic one, two punch, but they both had goal line attempts, too. They're getting like they're both getting high value touches. Now, Gordon wasn't as as utilized in the passing game as he was last year with only two, uh, two two targets, targets, two two receptions. Yeah. So that was that's a little frustrating if you're a Gordon owner and great if you're a Javante owner. That's like, correct. Uh, I think, you know, that's that's what we really, really want with Javante is for him to see those targets, because this is this is shown that it's going to be a fantasy relevant offense. And Russell Wilson's going to score more than just like 16 points in a lot of games with that offense. So, um yeah, just give it time. Like, I think they're both startable still, but uh, yeah. Javante, man, he he's he could be so good. Yeah, neither of them got in the end zone, so it's not you know if Nathaniel Hackett wants to go with the hot hand approach, we don't even necessarily know what that is right now. Still, we don't know but, who the hot hand is yet. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, to me, it, they 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 leaned a little bit more on Javante in the game. Yeah. I mean, eleven receptions is. That was it was great to see. I mean, most, I would have been happy with most six, receivers seven. in the game didn't get that. Yes, I don't think anyone got eleven receptions. I think he led led the team in receptions. He uh, led I mean, the team in targets too. Oh, yeah. Judy I mean, and like, Sutton yeah. both had seven targets, <laughs> and then Albert O had six targets. Um, yeah. So it was great to see. I mean, overall, I think it was a a, a better game than I think a lot of people expected it to be. Um, I had a feeling week one was going to be week one and uh, it was painful. It's still painful for me. My phone has not stopped ringing of people making fun of me because we live in Washington for everybody that doesn't know. And so having the Seahawks beat my team is painful, Uh, very painful. Yep. Raiders play them later this year, too. And it's going to be one of the same thing if we lose. So I'm crossing my fingers right now. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And we actually um, Raiders play in Seattle as well, so that's going to be rough. Yeah, it's it's tough to play there. I, I always that's one thing about Seattle is it's it's always tough to play there because those fans it is loud there. So you know they came out and they they showed out and you know yep, props, props to, to them, Seattle yeah. for winning the game. Uh, you know hopefully we can Denver can bounce back against you know Houston this week and you know we'll 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 see what see what happens there, but. Let's uh, jump into some of the news oh, from geez. this week. If that happened. <laughs> All right. I think you guys need to shush. All right. Um, <laughs> I have the power to mute you. Um, so, uh, <laughs> so uh, yeah. So Najee Harris uh, in, got injured at the end of the, the Steelers game last week. He didn't come back with how close it was. News lately has been it's not that serious and he plans on playing this week. How do you guys feel about this? I mean, the last that I heard was that it was a re-injury of the preseason uh, foot injury that he had. 
is this something that worries you long term for him or i mean to me it's a it's a big deal it's uh you know it's something that you have to monitor yeah because we don't know exactly what's going on number one i'm picking up jalen warren Uh, like if he's still out there um i would definitely just snag him he does you know like i said you didn't need to spend a ton of money on him but it's a good idea if i'm the Najee owner like i maybe would have spent a little more i'm kind of worried although if he's gonna continue playing then he's gonna continue seeing volume Mm -hmm. um so, I think that's almost worse. It's similar to the Zeke thing last year. It could you know, be where you know you got a, a first round pick that you're expecting these numbers out of. He's battling if it is a Liz Frank injury, like they're saying, but it's nothing like too major. But he's going to go out there and play. You're not going to get those numbers out of him that you want. Yeah, I, in these situations, as a fantasy manager, I would rather they just sit for three weeks or however long it takes to heal, but that it might be the kind of injury too, that it takes longer to heal than it's, than it's worth it to not have that guy on the field. So I don't know. I'm not the expert. And I think there. How the, that's how this one is. Cause it, it may not be as bad as, um, you know, what, uh, Derek Henry went through and things like that. But, you know, I mean, typically Liz Frank is, you know, pretty extended period of time. You don't want that. <laughs> yeah. So, Hopefully it's not the major good news is he's supposed to be out there next week. So, you know, keep an eye on it next week. Is he and you starting lineup. Y- he has to, you be. probably I have mean, to start him. You I probably agree. don't have a, a better yeah. option right now. I mean, if you grabbed Jeff Wilson and you like this matchup, maybe what have you got? James not Robinson real late. Yeah. Maybe if you took James Robinson late, you I could start James Robinson over both of them. I but think I, I, would. I just, think I would as well. It'd be tough just to bench him. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard to let that go. Uh, that's for sure. So, um, some not so good news out of uh, the Chargers camp. Uh, Keenan Allen's going to be out for Thursday night's game uh, with the hamstring injury. Good news is, is it doesn't sound like it's going to be multiple weeks. This is just a quick turnaround game, Sunday to Thursday. Yep. It was almost expected that he was going to miss this game, but it doesn't sound like it sounds like he could play in their their next game um is there anybody you're giving to yeah i mean i'm really hoping i i love to watch him play i mean yeah i am a mike williams owner in multiple leagues but right you know i the, he came out on fire keenan allen looked great yeah. in that game uh and mike williams still didn't show up when he was out but uh who right if you guys were to pivot someplace because of the Mike Williams injury or, you know, you were trying to fill the void in a deeper league. Is there anybody you're looking at? Uh, I know Josh Palmer was somebody we were all pretty high on, you know, in the preseason before it started. If, if uh, Keenan Allen was to miss some time. Yeah. I think Josh Palmer is a fine plug and play this week. If Keenan, I mean, he's going to be out. So, uh, and it's going to be a high scoring game. We think it's against the chiefs. We, you know, that's like the highest over under in the league in the week, I think. And definitely start Mike Williams because they're going to game plan to get the ball to Mike Williams. That's the with difference. Keenan this Allen week. out. So you definitely want to start him. And then I think Gerald Everett is a fine play at tight end. We've already seen him get targets and score a touchdown in week one. And with Allen mm-hmm. out, it's just more opportunity that could go his way. So and I like those all those guys' plays. Definitely play Mike Williams and uh and Donald Parham is also out with a hamstring injury. It looks like they are 
going around yep. right there. Yeah, so, so Gerald, Gerald Everett's even yeah, that's that's a better he's, opportunity. He's the guy at the tight end position there in a high score. And he game looked good against the Raiders. So So on a on a scale, if you were to flex uh Josh Palmer, would you know where would you where would your scale be on if you were to throw him in there for like people to know? Like would let let's throw out a like, DJ Chark. Josh Palmer or DJ Chark? Mm, I like both of those guys. They both are in high scoring potential games. Um and you know, kind of a similar situation. Obviously, I think Herbert's the better quarterback to have. Yeah, give me uh if I'm favored, give me uh DJ Chark. If I'm not if I need a high upside like you know, there the you potential go. for somebody to just blow up, then I'd take Palmer. Yeah, but I think those guys, that, that's probably neck and neck. <laughs> I'd have a hard time choosing who to put in my lineup. Yeah, those I, are the guys I'm looking at. Yeah, I agree. Okay, that was just one I wanted to throw out there. Uh, so it looks like Ty Montgomery was placed on IR. Uh, Patriots running back Ty Montgomery was placed on IR. This is kind of a interesting one. I think this really boosts... Damian Harris and Ramondre Stevenson, because that was pretty evenly split between all three of them. Uh, I think this is a boost for Ramondre and Damian Harris. Do you think it's more mm-hmm. of a boost for one or the other, or where are you guys at with that? Because I, I mean, I don't. I, to so me, I think it's more of a boost for Ramondre. Uh, I lean more Ramondre's side than I do Damian Harris's side. But well, uh, we heard Bill Belichick. Uh talk about Ramondre's passing uh, like his work in the passing game during camp and, and the preseason. So I uh, maybe, but coaches can't be trusted. I think it probably gives both of them more opportunities and it's probably a good thing for both as far as fantasy value is concerned. Yeah. yeah he shot a touchdown last week and didn't look bad in the work that he got. So was that not no. right? Sorry. No, Ramondre didn't score. No, Ty Montgomery. Oh, That's Ty Montgomery was the yeah. only one yeah. Ty Montgomery yep. Yeah, he caught touch on last week. Yeah, he was the only one that scored for them. Yep. The three running backs. So it really, you know, it's it's a bad thing that he's out, obviously. But for both those running backs who are actually the guys that are on your guys' roster, it does actually bump them up, if you ask me. Yeah, okay. Uh, so some news out of 49ers camp. They signed Marlon Mack to the practice squad. Uh not sure, you know, how because, does this you affect can see me Marlon shaking Mack? my head through the microphone? You I know, think, uh, you know, I don't think this, a lot of people were kind of panicking a little bit because, you know, they spent all this fab on, um, Jeff Wilson. I don't think this really affects Jeff Wilson. Uh, in my opinion, I, I think, I don't think he's going to make it on the field. Really? I, I only either. put it on the show notes for the people on sleeper wondering how all of this affects Marlon Mack. <laughs> he's on the Niners practice. That's my favorite part. <laughs> The sleeper announcements when you go on there. They needed a depth piece after the Mitchell injury. And here's the deal. Depth is everything for San Francisco because they run through running backs. Yeah. So if if everybody gets hurt, Marlon Mack could be great in this offense, but he's not going to get work for a while. Yep, exactly. I agree with that. So um, kind of an interesting one. Jerry Jones says Dak Prescott will not go on IR. I don't understand that. Uh, had surgery on a fractured thumb. Don't know why he wouldn't end up on IR, at least to, you know, clear up that roster spot for, you know, he's not going to play in the four weeks. Uh, do you guys understand that? Do you see why? 
I don't know, man. Jerry Jones is a crazy old man. Yeah. Do you guys remember did. how many games did Russell Wilson miss last year? I couldn't tell you off the top of my head. Six. I'm going to look it up. But yeah, I thought people were projecting this as like a six week injury. And so I want to say it was six last year for for Russ as well. It was supposed to be eight weeks, came back in six and came back too early. Yeah, definitely came back too early. Um, So that's kind of an interesting one there. Uh, He he missed three weeks. Well, that's it because he had a buy. So he was out four. Wow. So I think it should have been six weeks and he came back in the fourth. So that's week. what we could see here. And maybe they're hoping that um, our injury timelines just shrinking in general. It seems that way. Super human with everybody. Cause I mean, even the next guy we're about to talk about, uh, you know, TJ Watt uh, was placed on IR for a torn pet. Was it just a torn muscle? Yeah, so he only tore the muscle, not the tendon, so he doesn't require surgery. It's not as severe of an injury as okay. it was. So that makes a little bit more thought. sense why it's only six weeks. Okay, right. Yeah. When that, it was initially reported, sense. it sounded like he was going to miss a ton of time. I, I mean, six I weeks is no six to eight months originally. Yeah. So, but six weeks or three is to five you know, months. it's a good chunk of time. It's not good for the Steelers. No, because he looked absolutely incredible. He was my pick for defensive player of the year again. Yeah, he's the heart and soul um, of that defense. But their defense is good, man. It's uh It looked great. I mean, they had Joe Burrow turn the ball over five times. That wasn't all TJ Watt. Like, right. But it helps. A defense looked great. <laughs> a TJ Watt definitely helps. Um So Alvin Kamara is dealing with a rib issue. There's been no news as far as what type of rib issue it is. Uh, I haven't heard whether it's like a bone, like a bruise, whether it's a cartilage issue, a fractured rib. Have you guys heard any of those as far as which one it is? Or are we just hearing rib issue? That's the word. Yeah, very vague so far. Um, You know, it's a little concerning since he didn't have a huge workload or anything in week one and didn't. Didn't really look, you know, like like the uh, Alvin Kamara that we're all really used to, which is phenomenal. So he goes out and plays the Bucks this week. It's a little concerning, but and then they also the Saints went out and signed Latavius Murray to their practice squad. So they, you know, they added RB depth. So at least they're a little concerned. But agreed. I'm I'm still as long as he's playing, I'm still starting Alvin Kamara. Yeah, over, I'll talk about over Kamara. 90% of running backs. Yeah. I'll talk about Kamara a little bit more when we get to the, the weekly preview. Um, Colts cut uh, the kicker, Rodrigo Blankenship, uh, had a rough Sorry, outing Ash. in week one. Yeah, I let, I let my fiance pick my kicker. Um, that was the kicker she chose for me, and I had to break it to her that our kicker was cut. She took it well, though. She she prayed to the football gods, so there you it's go. all right. Um, true champ yeah I think that was more of just a scapegoat thing he did miss a game-winning field goal but he also kicked it out of bounds he wasn't twice the only one to get better field position so he was the yeah. only one who got fired um, yeah you well you know had to, somebody had to uh JK Dobbins was a full participant in practice uh kind of threw me off a little bit sleeper changed his status from questionable to healthy and then back to questionable Snip, don't know snap, what this snap, means back and forth. Yeah. Not sure what this <laughs> means for the game. 
this weekend, whether he's going to play. If he is playing, are you starting him? Are you starting no, J.K. No. Dobbins? Okay. That's where I was at, too. So now answers that one. As we get in a week, I might totally change that. But uh, I, yeah, wait I don't, and see. I think it's we'll, a wait and we'll see for, see for this week. first week back. Yeah, agree. Yeah. Uh, Jameis Winston is also dealing with a back injury. Um, I haven't heard too much on that one. Is he me either? Yeah, he, he was a limited participant in practice, but it's a Wednesday, and a lot of guys were limited after the first week. It seems tons of guys were banged up. Okay, so yeah, for sure. All right, well, let's pop into our week two preview. Uh, game one, Thursday night game. We have the Chargers at the Chiefs, 54 and a half point over under. I believe it is the highest over under of the week. It is. Uh, I've verified the, that. Okay. It is the game you want. <laughs> Chiefs are favored by three and a half. Uh, yep. This is going to be a phenomenal game. I wish Keenan Allen was in this game. It would have probably made this game even crazier. Yeah. But I think that there's enough offensive firepower on both sides that we are just going to have. A, a shootout in this game and it's going to be awesome. Mahomes Chargers have usable, good depth at wide receiver, man. Like Jalen Guyton can catch balls deep. They're, yeah. They've got guys. No, I'm so. not, I'm not worried about the Chargers. I'm not. Yeah. They're they're Their offensive weapons are going to be just fine. Uh, yep. They still have Eckler. And it's, you know. I think it's just even more narrow. You know, you want to start Mike Williams and you want to start Eckler and you want to start Gerald Everett. If you've got him at tight end. How do you guys feel about uh, Juju? Um, early in the first half of that game, he was used a lot. Um, do you think that it was more of how big of a lead they had, why he wasn't used very much in the second half? Because I also, you know, I know Kelsey only had 64% of snaps as well. Was it just because they were out so far? Or, you know, is Juju just in your lineup this week because of how much he was utilized last week? It's almost certainly because of how far ahead they were. Uh, None of the, you know, I think, I don't think Mahomes played the whole game either. Am I right about that? I'm not positive. Uh, I'm not a hundred percent sure. I didn't see the end of the game. I wouldn't be surprised if it didn't blow out for me. So, um, yeah, yeah, we talked about, uh, you know, Mike Williams. We talked about Josh Palmer, um, what about on the Kansas City side? You know, we talked about Juju. What about MVS? Is MVS somebody that you're you would consider flexing? I'm or probably is he still just not going to flex him this bench? week. Yeah, okay. but then again, in the highest over under of the week, probably one of the highest scoring games they'll play this season. Maybe this is the week you want to start MVS. I couldn't do it. I, I I'm still on a wait and see with MVS. Um, it. He easily I, I could blow too. up. My though, initial gut reaction was no. Do it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Clyde Mahomes didn't play. He didn't finish the game. He only played ninety three percent of snaps. So okay. they started pulling starters. They waited on Mahomes, but they started pulling starters. You know, and then uh, nobody nobody played the full game. So that's that's what we got to chalk that up to. And yeah, I would you know I'd start pretty much all my Chiefs, but I'm not going to start MBS, Juju, Kelsey, Ceh. Yep. I'm starting Clyde this week. I'll definitely yeah, start Clyde. I'm excited to start, to start Clyde team. this week. Yeah. Like maybe yeah. the first time. <laughs> Jeff, if you listen to this, trade me CEH. Um, 
been asking him since our rookie draft to trade me CEH. So I'm going to get that out there right now because he can't say no. That value has uh, shifted wildly too. Yeah, it's un- really unfortunate that I couldn't get him when I really wanted him. Uh, so I'm excited for this game. Who you guys got winning this one? Chiefs or Chargers? Chiefs. Chiefs. Okay. What about you, Jordan? I'm going to go with the Chiefs. It's tough to go into Arrowhead and win, no matter who you are. Um, Mm -hmm. And after that dominant performance, I think like the Chiefs had an easy one, and this is probably going to be a lot closer. But Mahomes is really good at winning those. In in you know at the very end, I could definitely see Mahomes driving down to just either kick a field goal or score a touchdown really close to the end and win the game. So I don't think anybody looks happier than Patrick Mahomes scoring a touchdown. Oh, oh, <laughs> one thing, though. It, maybe it could go the other way because uh, I don't think Butker is playing. So no, driving down to score a, a field goal at the end That's, might be really tough. It's interesting. Do you think they let Reed kick? They would in an emergency situation. I'm sure he he looked good, good, bad, but he he was fine on kickoffs. They're not gonna have ball though. There. <laughs> yeah, he, holy smokes, he can smash it. So you know, in an emergency situation where they're you know it's fourth down late and they're down a point or two, where they that's all they need. I think they would probably do it, but. It would have to be see fourth going and long for two a little bit. They got Mahomes. They very well could go for two a lot in this game. Yep. Yeah. If there's a well, prop bet on such a good week to play Mahomes. If there's a prop bet on on two point conversions, like over under one and a half or something, like I would maybe bet the over. I don't, yeah, I don't know. Lot, I'm gonna take, but I'm gonna take the Chargers they, on this. They very well could go for two a lot in this game. The Chargers have the better defense. And yeah, I'm going to go with the Chargers. I don't know why. Chiefs, I'm just we haven't gonna... seen the Chiefs play a good defense yet. <laughs> uh, and then we're going to go through some of the more uh, the, the early games for Sunday. So we have the Patriots at the Steelers. Patriots own one Steelers one and oh, 40 and a half point over under Patriots are favored by minus one. So basically a wash. Uh, Mac Jones did return to practice. Uh, looks like he's good to start. Um, we went over the other side of the ball. No TJ Watt on the Steelers defense. Um, where Najee, you guys, you know, we, got, we all agree we're starting. Yeah. Najee, if Deontay Johnson. Um, how do you feel about Deontay Johnson? He had nine targets. Um, looked pretty good in the game, but there wasn't a lot of offensive movement. Uh, I'll be honest. I'm a Deontay Johnson owner and. Yeah, he had probably one of the most incredible catches of the week that wasn't talked about. Uh, oh yeah, but you know, I just <laughs> I don't think had like to be honest, had Jamar Chase or Justin Jefferson made that same catch, it would have been everywhere. Uh, I don't think he got enough credit for how good that catch really was. But I just don't know if this offense can move the ball, especially against the Patriots defense. Yeah, um, Patriots going to try to grind it to a halt, and the Steelers don't want to play a very fast game either. I don't think so. I went and looked up Belichick's win-loss record against the Steelers, and I could only find data from like 2019, and it was like 13 and nine. So it's not anything incredible. He doesn't just smash the Steelers all the time. It's in Pittsburgh, and I think they f- maybe find a way to win this game with the Patriots struggling the way they have. Yeah, I so think that's I would a good call. 
I would start Deontay Johnson. He's going to have the target volume. I'm not like excited to start him as my wide receiver one, but as a wide receiver two or a flex option, absolutely. Yeah, you probably don't have yeah. much of a choice but to start Deontay Johnson too. He's, you drafted what about, him pretty high. Um, what about Pat Fryermuth? Uh, looked pretty pretty good. Was getting some targets in the first game. Yep. Um, I like him. Me too. I really like Pat Fryermuth. Trubisky too. looks like he likes him and trusts him, and they draw up plays for him. So he's as yeah. good as any tight end that's not you know one of the top three guys. I'm not excited okay. about any of the other pass catchers there, though. I don't like they scripted some stuff for Claypool. So if you need to flex him, he's not that bad of an option, but it's a pretty low over under. And um, I'm I'm not you know, I, I wouldn't want to put out Pickens out there either at this point. Curtis Samuel or Chase Claypool? Curtis Samuel. Curtis Samuel. Yep. Yep. That's weird this to say. week, right. I, I think maybe I'd rather own. Yeah, I think I'd rather own Claypool, but just for this week, I would rather start Curtis Samuel and see how that goes. This is, like I said, a low over under in this game, 40 points. The defenses are going to shine here. Yeah, definitely. What about on the other side of the ball, the Patriots side? Any interest in any of the pass catchers at all? Um, That's a hard no for me. If I got to start one of the tight ends, uh, I guess, you know, Hunter Henry Henry. Henry or. Johnny Smith. Actually, Johnny Smith looked really good when he had opportunities in week one. If you, yeah, if you needed to, you could maybe play one of those tight ends. Uh, But notice I missed the wide receivers. Yeah, I'm okay without the wide receivers. Okay. Uh, Running back position, we got uh, Ramondre Stevenson and Damian Harris. Uh, Where are you guys on that? It's probably going to be a bit more of a 50-50 split this week instead of, you know, 30% that they were getting. Are you fine with flexing both? Because I doubt you own both. So are are both okay going in your lineup? Do you lean more one way or the other? Or I have no problem putting either one of them in my flex or if I, you know, my second running back, if I have a good wide receiver flex. Yeah. Yeah, that's where I'm at too. Like, I'm not, I'd hope I had, maybe a better option with more upside in a higher over under game or something, but um, I'm okay putting Ramondre or Damian Harris. In. I mean, Joe Mixon looked really good against the Steelers. Yeah. They're probably back end RB twos, both of them like back end RB twos, high end yeah. RB threes. So yeah, you can okay. start them. Okay. All right. Let's go to the Panthers. Owen one at giants one and Oh, 43 point over and under over under, uh, Giants uh, minus two. Uh, I'm stoked for this game. Uh, we get to see Saquon versus CMC. Yeah, man. Uh, two electric running backs. Yeah. I oh, think they're man, both going to get fun. plenty of opportunity, too. I don't think that the Panthers use CMC enough in week one. Uh, I they know that. Like they how they used him. That. Yes, they have to. Because when he got the ball, it was incredible. Uh, he's their best player. That that play in last week's game for CMC, where it like he went to hand it off, it technically like fell. He picked it up and ran it for like twenty eight yards, and it didn't count for <laughs> that the CMC me. owners. That physically hurt me. I I <laughs> own several shares of CMC, and uh, it was yeah, it was painful to find out that that didn't count one of his biggest plays of the day. But yeah, he looked really good, and yeah. These guys are going to be awesome. That's going to be fun to watch. Yeah. Let's talk about the pass catchers for the Panthers now. 
DJ Moore had a pretty lackluster week one, three for six for 43 yards and one carry. Um, are you guys worried about DJ Moore? What did you feel about the Panthers passing game in general? I mean, I know Robbie Anderson had that huge 75 yard touchdown, I believe. Yeah. Um, you know, what did you, what did you guys think of that? Are you worried about DJ Moore at all? Baker looked okay. And I'm more, I've been worried about him. I have too. So he's never had the touchdowns to really, you know, it's, it's all about volume with uh, DJ Moore, And we saw Robbie Anderson be the one to get the volume. I don't think that's going to necessarily continue, but if the, if it's really split up between the two of them and there's not a lot of touchdowns to go around, then it's, it's not going to be great for fantasy. Like you can flex him in a full PPR for sure because of the volume. But, um, I know that didn't materialize in week one, but it's week one. You can't, you know, you can't overreact to that. So uh, I could still, you know, I still can flex DJ Moore in a full PPR, but I'm not, I'm not excited about him. I've been worried about him for a little while. Yeah, same. He's not on any of my, my teams. Yeah, I'd say my worry meters at like a five and a half or a six. Um, I felt like Baker was probably trying a little too hard to win that game. Uh, I felt like he was uh, forcing quite a few throws. He he really wanted that win. I know it was a revenge game. So I'm trying to like not overthink week one like you guys are saying you know we always talk about not overreacting to week one so i want to see what dj Moore does this week but if it continues this week and he's you know catching three on three or four passes only and staying under 60 yards you know that's a that's a big worry for me that's going to be a big worry long term um i shipped off dj Moore in a in one of our dynasty leagues um i did in a dynasty league as well yeah, it was uh I shipped him off after week one. He's been to Baker for a while, right? No, Baker's on a one year deal. Is it just a one year deal for, yeah. for Baker? And yeah. the Browns are paying for the whole thing? As if you're a DJ yeah, Moore owner in a dynasty league and you're you want to hold on to him because of the talent, you're really hoping that that team gets a new coach and a new quarterback <laughs> next year and that that quarterback pans out. If you're a Panthers fan, you're probably hoping that they get a new coach. That's probably, yeah, that's probably what you're hoping for as a Panthers fan. I can't, (laughs) I can imagine. What about the other side of the ball? The Giants pass catchers. Um, Jordan, how do you feel about uh, how Kadarius Tony was used in week one? Are you worried about him? Is he a drop candidate for you? I know he was your, one of your, my guys this, this year. And I was shocked at his utilization in week one. Yeah, I, I don't really know what to do here other than to just say that again, it's week one. You don't want to overreact and we have seen what he can do with the ball in his hands. He is absolutely electric. And in his couple touches, he did have, he was phenomenal. Like people cannot touch this guy. He, he makes guys miss every single time he touches the ball. So um, he was turning plays that should have been stopped in the backfield into positive plays on his Uh limited touches. And you got to just hang on and, now, You're just hoping he, talent overtakes it. Yeah, if he's the last guy on your roster and there's somebody, you know, and you lost Elijah Mitchell or something like that, like, and you need to make a move, then I guess y- you can get rid of him. But I would I would pick him up if somebody else cut him. 
I would go pick him up and see how things play out in week two, see if that snap share increases, see if his target share increases. So see if Sterling Shepard gets hurt. See if see if Sterling Shepard continues <laughs> to dominate targets and if they keep running uh, you know, the ghost of Kenny G out there or whatever that is that's pretending it's Kenny Galladay. <laughs> a man in a Kenny Galladay jersey. It, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, exactly. Because I didn't see the mannequin. So you know, uh, it didn't look like a mannequin running no, out there. No, he's a live man. It was a man. Yeah. But you it, can't convince me that's Kenny Galladay. He's not good. At, he didn't look good at football. Yeah. Uh, uh, let's pop over to the the Jets 0-1 at the Browns 0-1. Oof, this is a, a 40 point hey. over under. Browns minus five and a half. Uh this is a a crazy one. Um <laughs> I don't I don't Someone's gonna win to this go. game. I don't think it's gonna end in a tie. The Browns are I don't know if the Jets are gonna score in this game. That I'll, defense, yes, could <laughs> hold them out. Uh yep, yes. Yep. I really think Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt are the plays here. And outside of that, I'm pretty much hands off of, of guys. I, I think you can play either Jets running back as a flex and the hopes that they see the target. One. I mean, I thought we, Michael Carter really dominated that backfield. This was the question yeah. I wanted to ask. Brees Hall had 10 targets and Michael Carter had nine. Yeah, 19 so targets. I, I think you can position. play either one in the flex and, and hope yeah. for that target share, at least in a full PPR. What about uh, Elijah Moore? Hang on. Yeah. Just Definitely wait for hang, Jeff hang Wilson. on. And Just Jeff Wilson. Zach Wilson. For, uh, Zach Wilson to come back? Yeah. Um, yeah. But outside of that, too, like, I might even wait, you know, a week after that. But how long is Zach Wilson out for? Like, four four weeks? Is that what it was? Uh, we'll no, see. There, I think it's there was three. A chance, yeah, he, they, they were talking like he could have even, like, possibly played this upcoming week. But it's not sounded like he's going to. So it sounds like Flacco is going to get okay. another start. Um, right. It was like a so three week injury. Would, and that was, I would yeah, almost yeah. expect Wilson back next week. Um, so, you know, he only Flacco only threw 19 or he threw 19 times to the running back position, like you said. So, you know, yeah, yeah he didn't throw guess, a lot outside of that. Uh, no, Garrett Wilson had a catch that looked awesome and he did a ton with it afterwards. But in very limited work, Garrett Wilson made very nice plays. I brought this up last time. Like he recovered, he recovered a fumble and he made mm-hmm. some really nice catches. So, you know, hang on to Elijah Moore, hang on to Garrett Wilson. Things are going to improve for those guys. As and the, the Jets in general, on. really, I think they're going to get better as the season goes on. I think Robert Salah is going to pull together some wins. So, yeah. Um, uh, who do you get to win in this game? Browns. Browns. I'll take the Browns. <laughs> I think, I think if, the you Browns. Can, if you can play Chubb and Hunt for sure. And yeah, I don't, I don't think the I don't think the Browns offense was absolutely horrible. I mean, it was all the run game. I mean, Chubb had yeah. like 141 yards rushing. Kareem Hunt looked great in the passing game. I mean, I think that those two can move the ball enough for them to win this game. Brissett's a reasonable game manager. He's just not flashy, so I don't want the pass catchers there. Yeah, and it's yeah. also none of them seem consistent at all. I don't know who's going to catch a touchdown if any of them are. It's Njoku yeah. there, right? Yeah. Do you? How are you guys feeling if you drafted Njoku late as your tight end? Do you want Probably to not replace great. him? I would replace him at this point. I would. I think I'm I sure would there's too. some people on the waiver wire that you could that you could roll out there. Would for you rather have OJ yeah, Howard? I would look 
Yes, I would. No, I would not rather have OJ. I would this week. I would this week. I think I would look um, elsewhere. I mean, I would look elsewhere, I think but if, if there wasn't was on the waivers, of, I probably wouldn't grab him. No, but if there wasn't a lot on the waivers and OJ Howard was about all you could get, I would rather start OJ Howard than David Njoku this week. Uh, Denver has shown that they struggle against tight ends and they continued that this year and it showed against Seattle. And so I think OJ Howard stands a better chance of scoring than David Njoku does. Personally. Nice. So, um, okay. Let's hop over to the Colts and Jaguars. I think we covered that we're comfortable starting the Browns D. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yes. A hundred percent. That was somebody that I was talking about in the early preseason. I told you guys about this. Their early season schedule is really good as far as their defense goes. It's a great streamable option. uh, Great for DFS as well. Yeah, I drafted their defense in a couple places. Yeah, it's a really nice schedule to start out. Yep, definitely. All right, so the Colts and Jaguars. Uh, Colts are 0-0-1. They managed to tie in week one. Jaguars 0-1, 47-point over-under, Colts minus four. Uh, I think this is going to be a pretty good game, actually. Um, obviously, the Colts are, you know, probably – I mean, I thought the Colts were heavy favorites against Houston, and they came out a little bit flat. They played a better second half, obviously, couldn't pull off the win. Uh, you know, Jonathan Taylor, obvious start. Pittman, obvious start. Pittman looks so good in that game. Yeah, he did. Uh, he looked great. Uh-huh. Clearly was the number one target. Uh, I, I'm i so glad that I picked him to be in the top Matt five. Matt Ryan looked good, too. Matt Ryan looked really good. Uh, Ryan is a, a definite, you know, streamable option. Uh, I think this season, um, yeah, I think he has the offensive weapons around him to have really good weeks. Um, is yeah, there anyone yeah. else on the offensive side for the Colts that you guys would start outside of Taylor and Pittman? Like you said, outside of streaming Matt Ryan this week, it, he's a probably a good streamer, but no. Uh, okay. If you're desperate, you could look at Mo Alley Cox at tight end. There are worse options out there. Um, you could. I, I'm not. I, I'm just. I'm not starting him, but I'm keeping him on my radar. Alec Pierce had a touchdown or had uh, and a red zone target. Almost had a touchdown there. Um, looked to be a little bit involved. He didn't get that many targets, but he was running a lot of routes. He does. He is in concussion protocol this week. I'm not going to be starting him probably mm-hmm. for a couple weeks, but keep your eye on him because he could be awesome. I agree. Keep your eye on him. There was parts of that I was watching him and he, he didn't, I don't know. He looks slow, but then other times he's just absolutely beat his coverage. So I don't know. Yeah. Keep an eye on him for sure. But I don't know if he's the rookie that I want to own right now. Yeah, for sure. He dropped a, a end zone target to a wide open touchdown. That was yeah. unfortunate, but uh, let's talk about the running backs for the Jaguars, James Robinson and Travis Etienne. Um, you know, we've had a few conversations about this. Uh, are you confident in, confident in starting both? Are they both flex shop flex options having trouble talking? Um, or where are you guys out on, on those uh, running backs there? In a full PPR, I think you can still start ETN because we've talked about how close he was on a, a couple bigger plays and touchdowns. Uh, I think James Robinson, sure. 
he's going to get work. It looks like he's going to get goal line work. And he mm-hmm. looks he looked really good with it. So, it, it, you he know, they're a lot better than I thought he was going to for week one. I'm blown I mean, he away looked a lot better. Yeah. yeah. Can you imagine this storyline if James Robinson, this undrafted free agent who comes in and dominates and finishes RB four in his rookie year on this terrible team. And then he then they draft a first round rookie running back to replace him and that rookie gets hurt and he dominates another year until he tears his achilles and then he's the first running back to successfully come back from tearing an achilles like this is like a disney movie it's incredible I did hear that it wasn't a full tear though and i didn't know that in the offseason that's why i was fading him so hard but i was uh i was listening to another podcast i can't remember who it was and i feel bad that i can't give them credit for this but they were talking about how uh, James Robinson didn't have like it wasn't a full like rupture, um, and that's why they think that his recovery has gone as well that it ha- as it has in the off season, which is kind of interesting. I wish I would have known a little bit more about that in the off season and why that wasn't talked about more. Um, yeah, you know, because I think that would have changed his ADP quite a bit. Man, but I'm still very confident in ETN though. Um, I'm not I'm, I'm not fading ETN. I think he's certainly still a flex option. He was, you know, two wide open passes away from two touchdowns and those could have went the other way cuz both of those touchdowns ended up going to James Robinson. So we could have been having a different conversation this week had he caught both of those passes. I know we touched on this a little bit, but I don't think you fade either one. I think they're both startable. I think they're both flex options for sure this week. Uh, well, how are you guys feeling about Christian Kirk? And are there any other pass catching options there you're interested in? I don't think there is any other pass catching options, and I don't feel too bad about Christian Kirk. I'm fine with um, flexing Christian Kirk in a PPR league for sure. Yeah, I'm not sure how much wide receiver too. Like, are you taking I, him over most other flex options? Because you got him late, so you probably don't need him as your wide receiver too. But how, how confident are you? I'm. I think this week Christian Kirk could finish as a low end wide receiver too. And week to week, he's probably going to be flex worthy to, you know, definitely better than some of the, the other guys that you got sitting at the bottom of your bench. So he's not a set it and forget it for me. I think it's nope. a, a matchup based um, for and me. This matchup I like. Um, I like the divisional game. I think that Jags can come out strong and just looking like they, you know, they could take control of this game early and they're not going to win it though. <laughs> The over-under is actually pretty high to me for the Colts-Jaguars game. I mean, 47 points isn't too bad of an over-under. Uh, that puts, you know, what, 20, 23 for the Colts, some someplace yeah. around there. My well, math is bad. They're coming off tough games, It's man. not going to be 47 points because they're going to tie. Josh and I were talking about this earlier, <laughs> that this game could easily end in a tie as well. And there will be no winner in the AFC South. <laughs> I would, I would laugh so hard if we went two weeks of the AFC South still had no winning team. <laughs> I know, and I hate to root against the the Titans against the Bills, but I think they're going to lose that game too. So we're yeah. gonna have no winner. I'm praying for that tie, man. Go Houston! It'd be so great. <laughs> um. Let's uh, let's jump over to the last game of the week that we're going to go over. We'll go over the remaining slate of games on our Saturday podcast. But uh, the Saints 1-0 at the Buccaneers 1-0. 44-point over-under, Bucks minus 1.5. I think this is a low over-under. 
personally. I know that it's going to be a defensive base game, but I still think it's a pretty low over under. Um, the Saints did win both the games last year. Uh, Kamara is battling that rib injury, so I'm I'll touch base on Kamara here in just a minute because I want to ask you guys some questions on Kamara. Michael Thomas looked pretty good in the second half. Started out really slow in the first half of that game. Uh, I don't think he even had a reception in the first half. Uh, ended up getting, I think, five catches and two touchdowns. So uh, looked pretty good. Yeah, he looked good. Um, um, the Saints didn't look great at the beginning of that game at all. So no. Yeah, I'm sticking with Thomas for sure. Uh, if you're flexing Jarvis Landry, there's worse options out there. Although I'm really not excited for Jarvis Landry long term, but. Yeah, I agree with that. I think Olave is going to really come into a role there. But for right now, yeah, Landry can see 10 targets a game, and that's definitely worth something in a PPR league. He can get in the end zone. He's a good receiver. Yeah, I think by oh, end of sure. year, it's going nothing, to be the Olave Nothing show, against though. the guy. He is a good receiver, and he's proven himself for a long time. So that's why I think it could take a little while for Olave to really get going, and you might be able to play Landry for uh, at least two or three more weeks. Yeah, on the Tampa Bay side, we got Leonard Fournette and Mike Evans, both dealing with minor injuries, but both expected to play on um, Sunday. Do both of them just their start it, forget about it for you guys? No questions for me right now. Yes. Okay. Of course, if, well, the, if the questionable tag pops up, I'm gonna go look into that, make sure that it's nothing serious, or you know, it's to me when guys miss practice on Wednesday and they're veterans on their team. It's not a huge deal, especially if it's a limited practice or something like that. Not a big deal. How confident are you guys in Julio Jones this week? I actually, I'm going to go change my DFS lineup to put him in it. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I was actually thinking the same thing. <laughs> That's how confident I am in Julio Jones. How cheap is Julio Jones in DFS? On DraftKings. Uh, we are, just so out. everybody knows, we are going to be doing our... Uh, um DFS lineup challenge tonight against each other. Uh this is so, a great time. Yeah, this is actually pretty funny. Um I'm curious how cheap he is as well, because I might I might I might swap him out for somebody too. I'm I'm very high on him. Uh we talked about this on Twitter earlier. Uh what uh Lattimore does to Mike Evans and I think this could be the Julio show. He's uh, fifty five on DraftKings. He Ooh. also has a questionable tag, but he, he just didn't have a questionable tag. <laughs> okay, that's true. He <laughs> does always have a question. <laughs> I think his name is yeah. Q Julio Julio Jones. Actually, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, I, I, never, I never mind. But I I do like him a lot. Yeah, I think he. I think it could be uh, huge for him this week. Um. So, if Lattimore shuts down. Mike Evans, like he has done the last three games that Mike Evans has gone against Marshawn Lattimore. He had one catch for two yards for a touchdown. And then he had one catch for three yards for a touchdown, zero catches for zero yards. It was the last three games that Mike Evans went up against Marshawn Lattimore. That's where I wonder if anyone worries about starting Mike Evans against Lattimore. I'm just not going to bench my studs. I don't want to lose with Mike Evans on my bench scoring 14 points. Agreed. So Agreed. I'm just, you're just throwing out the stats that it can I, happen. I understand it can in, happen. In a dynasty league, if you've got some deeper wide receivers, 
generally in a divisional matchup back and forth, these guys, you know, he's going to win one every now and then. And they okay. could definitely, they could definitely find ways to get Evans like matched up elsewhere. So, yeah. you know, with, uh, with God went out, they may have to be creative a little bit over there. And so it could open up some opportunities for him. I, I agree with Josh. I wouldn't want to bench Mike Evans right here in week two. Um, but I want to flex Julio. I like that. And you said you wanted to talk about Camara. Yeah. So with the rib injury for Camara and his underutilization in week one, I mean, even the goal line carry went to Mark Ingram that they had, and he ended up fumbling the ball. Uh, it, so is Camara somebody that you guys are even questioning, or is it just the same thing? He's one of my stars. I'm going to have him in there. No questions asked. I'm a little worried, but I'm playing Camara. I have the okay. same answer. I It's too hard to put Camara on my bench. I won't do it. I can see it. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense to me. Um, so I think it is. Uh, it's time then to. uh Get into those uh, those DFS lineups. So we have finally came up with with our punishment that we are going to do. This is going to be really entertaining uh, going forward, and it's going to be really hard to work your way out of losing. So the first place player between us three will get to be able to take out one player from the loser's team and swap it for somebody else, but it has to be within $1,000 of the original player. Um, and it still has to be a legal lineup. So, you know, can't go up, obviously, because most lineups are set. So it could be a really interesting one. So let's uh, let's go through our our lineups for this week. Um, uh, Josh, who do you have at quarterback? Matt Stafford. Matt Six, Stafford. 6,300 on draft. Okay. Jordan? I've got Derek Carr at 6,200. Okay, I went with, uh, I paid up, I went Josh Allen at 7900 Oh, big spender. Big spender. Uh, at running back, uh, Josh, who do you got? You want me to do two, two of them? I've got Javante Williams and A.J. Dillon. Nice, I like it. Okay. Uh, Jordan? I also have A.J. Dillon, and then I took Devin Singletary. Oh. Ooh, okay. I went with... Uh, Travis Etienne, I still got faith in the man. I got faith. He's going to get in the end zone this week. Uh, and I went with DeAndre Swift at nice. 7,000. Uh, okay, Did we mention three. that DeAndre Swift has an ankle injury? He does have an ankle injury. Uh, I haven't. I don't think it's going to hold him out. If he is listed as out, I will swap the player, but I cool, cool. don't think it's going to hold him out at all. Uh, okay, uh, Josh, go over your three wide receivers. All right, I went ahead and spent up and got Devontae Adams this week. Oh, it's going to be spicy against Arizona. And then I also took Michael Pittman Jr. again. Let's keep that rolling at 6,700. That is a smash. And then uh, for my wide receiver three, I took Jarvis Landry, 5,000. Who Who was your first one? Uh, Devontae Adams. Out there really. Devontae, ooh, nice. Devontae I spent Adams. up. I had, I had Devontae Adams originally in my lineup, so I really like that one. Uh, what about you, Jordan? Do you have the stack of Devontae Adams? No, I do not. I took uh, Brandon Ayuk at 5,100. I am switching out and going Julio Jones at 5,500. And then I have Mike Williams at 6,600. 
Okay. Beautiful. I have the stack with Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs at 7,700. I saw that coming. Uh, How did I you went, find room for other players? Right here. <laughs> I went with Josh Palmer at 4,400. And I went with Michael Pittman Jr. at 6,700. Got to keep it rolling with pity. <laughs> pity city, baby, all day. Um, okay, uh, Josh, tight end. Who do you got at tight end? I went ahead and took Gerald Everett. Nice. Yeah. Okay. So we all have. <laughs> we're all going down that that line there. Uh, yeah. You want a, Jordan? You, you want guys that. in that? I took the stack yes. with Darren Waller at fifty six hundred. Nice. Nice. Okay. I went really cheap at tight end, and I took OJ Howard at three thousand. Um, I went over. I think mm-hmm. that there's a chance he could find the end zone. Denver think, struggles against tight ends. Uh, just how it is. So three thousand, it was kind of an easy one for me. I looked at doing that to to save some money. Yep. <laughs> um, okay, uh, Josh, who's your flex? Jahan Dotson, oh, forty two hundred. I, I, like, I like that. Okay, Jordan. I've got Hollywood Brown in my flex at sixty two hundred. That one's interesting to me. That offense scares me so bad. It looks so bad. Um. I went with uh, Juju Smith-Schuster at 5,500 in that. Just wanted a piece of that game, uh, a little bit more of it. Uh, Okay, now the big one, Josh, defense. The Steelers. Okay. 2,800 this week. Nice. I took the Bills at 3,100. I took the Bengals against Dallas at 2,200. Okay. Nice. So very nice. That, like was that. My, that was yeah. That was my cheap one. That's a good play. So this will be this will be our first week where we actually have punishment for each other. So this is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, that that wraps up uh, episode ten. Um, we are officially ten episodes in. You guys, pretty exciting. Nice. Pretty exciting here. So thanks for sticking with made, us, everybody. Yep, made it to episode ten. I'm stoked. Um. Thank you guys so much. Uh, again, if you hit the the like and follow button, uh, leave us a rating anywhere that you can. Apple Podcast. You can find us on our main Twitter at Best Coast FF, and you can find me on my Twitter at BCFF underscore Brandon. I'm at BCFF underscore Jordan, and I'm at BCFF underscore Josh. All right, thank you guys so much. We really appreciate it. We'll have another episode dropping on Saturday, uh, so keep an eye on that before the Sunday slate of games, so you guys can get the the last bit of uh, week two preview before the game start on Sunday.